Well, good evening. Hi, I'm Rick Dancer. We're here on Facebook and I've got you guys up here on Instagram going at the same time. There's some things you're not going to be able to see, um, but um, I will re-air them on your station up there as well. So uh, we got a lot going on tonight. Uh, we're glad you're here. Hey, if um, any of you on Facebook want to join me, uh, all you have to do is send me your email and I can bring you on live uh, with me. Um, so what are we doing tonight? Tonight we have Chris Dental Family Dentistry as our sponsor. They're a dentistry office and they also do dentures now as well. Located in Eugene, Oregon. So if you are in the Eugene Springfield area, you should check out Dr. Michael Bratlin. He's awesome. He's a good dentist. Um, also a BS Free MD, uh, a couple of local doctors uh, out of Oregon, and they do a uh, podcast and so what we're doing is once a month we do a podcast with them, but we also let them tell us what's coming out every Thursday. So they'll be joining us uh, via tape uh, to tell you kind of what happened last week and what's coming up this week. Um, they're medical experts. They're awesome. And they don't follow the rules. So you, if, if you're a non-rule, a non-conformist, you're going to like it. If you feel like you need to follow the company line, may not be for you, <laughs> but you're probably not here if you are one of those people anyway. Um, who else is our spot? Oh, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. Um, Matt is always running deals over there. If you've never done hyperbarics or light therapy, it's pretty awesome. Um, and he has some introductory packages you can get involved with. But Matt's been one of our longest sponsors, and we really appreciate what he's doing here. So here's what I got to tell you today. So a couple things happen. So I don't know if you guys follow my page if, on both of them. Um, I did a blog about the other Richard, and this is a story of a guy uh, named Richard Gorsuch, and he's a, an artist, but he used to be a marketer. And then one day a friend of his told him, you know, you need to have more fun. So he gave him a, bar, a jar of marbles and um, he took those marbles and uh, just set them on the counter to remind him. And he started painting. He became an amazing painter. Uh, he's very, very good. If you join uh, and uh, so when I was 20, 25 years ago, I heard about him. He was in Cannon Beach and I went down there because every day for a year, he painted a picture of Cannon Beach, the, the rock, Haystack Rock out there um, at the same location. He has 365 of them and he has no reason for doing it. Now, as a child, he did go to Cannon Beach and a rock fell off of Haystack Rock and hit him on the head. Um, and he doesn't know if it's connected to that, but he, he'd go out there every day. So I did a story on him and he was a profound in, individual in my life. And he really changed a lot of the things about the way I think. Uh, one of the most profound things he said to me was, you know what, Rick, you, you got, you can't work too hard. You got to play. And he said, so go find the thing that makes you sing and sing, go find the thing that makes you dance and dance. And I never forgot that. And I think that was what gave me the bravery to quit my job after 25 years and and uh, run for public office. It gave me the guts to leave my home state where I was born and raised and come here to Montana. Um, so he gave me a lot of courage. So anyway, somebody came on my page after I wrote that blog and said, I think I found his phone number. Long story short, called him today, talked to him on the phone. He's going to be 90 at the end of the month. Um, he has a friend who has a copy, original copy of the story I did on Richard 25 years ago. So we're going to air that and then talk to Richard and his wife, Bonnie. Uh, so we'll have them on a show. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Other thing that came today. So speaking of marbles, um, a few weeks ago, we had Hezekiah Tucker, 
the marble man. He makes marbles and he had contacted me about his um, newfound art and his, the show turned into something so much bigger. It was like a profound, um, I don't know. He just, he, I really like this guy. He's a super cool dude. And so he sent me um, some of his work today. So check this out. These are the marbles he makes. Now look at the back of this. Is that unbelievable or what? Look at that. Here you go. So he made these marbles. There's two like that. Here's a bigger one. I hope you can, yeah, you can see that. See that? Okay. So those are the marbles he makes. Then he made this really cool white, it's got little sparkles in it and it hangs so I can hang it in a window. See? Then look at this, that Christmas ornament, hand blown glass. See that? And he sent me a turtle. Can you see that? There he is, little turtle. And check this out. I love this. Look at this. It's an octopus. Can you see it? Hold on. I'll get you guys on Instagram. Hold on just a second. So that's his octopus. So his name is Hezekiah. Uh, like the good king out of the Bible. And it's Hezekiah Studios, and there's his number. And you can reach out to him if you want something. He also does a monthly marble hunt um, in and around Oregon. And we're going to do one here in Montana next year uh, where he sends marbles. We put them and hide them all around different places, and then we give you clues so you can go find them. Um, so anyway, I am pretty excited. Oh, here we got people. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sitting just across from one of your favorite mountains in Oregon right now, sitting at Hoodoo Ski Resort, and the snow is so powdery and beautiful, and looking at Three Finger Jacks. How did you know I love Three Finger Jack? I have it tattooed on my shoulder. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Elizabeth used to go to church with Richard and Bonnie, very nice couple. There's Hezekiah right there, um, the man. Uh, who Hezekiah, you did such a great job, I got to tell you. The turtle though, over the top cute. You know what I mean? Check that out. That's really funny. We're showing this on both. And this, I just, I think this is just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. But I'm not gonna reserve that for Christmas. That's gonna be hanging in my house all the time. Um, uh, yeah, he is in Lapine. Uh, can you give us his contact info? Hezekiah, would you put your, your contact information in there and your Facebook page? Just put it right in the comment page and everybody will get it. And then I'm not done because I got more. I, you guys may remember I posted a picture. I met a guy in Missoula and he walked up and said, are you Rick Dancer? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I follow you on uh, TikTok. And I went, how weird is that? He's Native American. Um, he's from Montana. He's a Native American from Montana. And he said, I want to, I want to do a show with you and talk about my views on, on that. So one of my viewers out there uh, saw that. And today in the mail, I received a book written by someone she knows called Red with Native Blood. This is the book. And so I'm going to read it. Now, unfortunately, I don't know how to get a hold of this gentleman any other way, because TikTok is so weird. You can't figure out who knows what or who does what. 
So I don't know how I'm going to get a hold of him. So I'm hoping if you're out there, my friend, that you would contact me because she sent me a book for you as well. And I would like to get you on the show to talk about Native Americans in Montana and what you feel and what you're thinking and that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, here's Hezekiah's information. He's putting it up there. <clears throat> so um, again, the connection of people um, is amazing. And I said to Richard today, it was another sidebar on his story. Um, his wife was on the phone with me and you guys are going to get to meet him and everything. But um, his wife was on the phone and she said, you know, Rick, I've been telling Richard, he's, he's 89 years old. He'll be 90 at the end of the month. He needs to start calling people that he used to know and, and just talk, having a conversation with them. He said, well, no, I'm going to write him a letter. And she says, nobody writes letters anymore. They want to hear your voice. And so she said, when you called out of the blue, I haven't talked to Richard since I did the story with him. Um, she says it was like a reminder from God um, that you, we need to be doing this, <laughs> that you need to be contacting the people in your life um, while we're still around to do it. And so I took the opportunity to thank Richard for making such a difference in my life. Um, his, those, those little, if you hear things, if you have words that come to you when you're talking to somebody and you feel kind of stupid, that's really, usually what I find is that's the time you need to say something to those people. So I told Richard how appreciative I was, um, that he'd been a part of my life. And I think he was stunned that he'd made such an impact on my life with, with two small sentences. Um, but he really did. Um, it was amazing. Um, hold on. Here's, because I've been following you for a long time, I'm the lady that lives in Lyons, Oregon, and told you and Kathy would have loved visiting Opal Creek and Jawbone Flats, but unfortunately, that's been destroyed from the body, the Beachy Creek fire. Oh, that's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that got destroyed by those fires. Um, and we need to, as Oregonians, kind of relook at how we manage our forests. I don't mean to get political here or anything, but we really need to be looking at that because this never happened for. We, we, this, what, like 10 years ago, this we started having these fire things where summer became a smoke screen. And um, prior to that, we didn't have that. So what changed? That's what we need to look at, what changed. Um, also tonight, we're going to meet up with Brian McKibbins. He's our weather dude from Polson, Montana. Um, he's going to talk to us about weather from Oregon to here. We're not going to talk about California because they're drowning down there. <laughs> so we won't talk about them. And then Bill London will be here at the end of the show. Uh, to give you a bunch of news and what's going on with them. Hi, Nicholas. How are you? Um, people, uh, Annie likes to spend time in Montana and Wyoming. Uh, and Jesse does guide out of Livingston, Montana. Philomath. Hey, you know, I love when you guys do that. When you're on here, If you, I can see it, even if it's not on the screen. But while we're talking and stuff, tell me where you're from. And you guys on Instagram, too, let me know where you are from. Uh, because it's kind of fun to see where the reach is and where people are at. So um, before we check in with weather, uh, again, one of our sponsors is uh, is uh, BS Free MD, Tim and May. And I talked with them earlier today. And here's kind of what's coming up on their show this week real fast. We're going to tell you about what's coming up this week. But I want to jump in and fill in and everybody on what happened last week in case you missed it because it was a great new year's episode that was called i'm gonna get get it backwards it's called dickheads, dickheads and debauchery and debauchery yes or is it debauchery no it's debauchery we'll debate it no you can you're just wrong, <laughs> wrong. it's with um the illustrious vic ferrari author of six books used to be a 
um, detective in New York City, and he has stories about, oh, my gosh, strange way to die, people getting shot and not knowing it, bullets coming in one side of somebody's head and out the other side without actually going into their brain. And then this week, we interview John Matlin for the second time. Uh, Amazing guy. Started out life, uh, at least his professional life, as a CT tech for a hospital system in New York City became kind of a rabble rouser with regards to the uh, various mask and vaccine mandates, moved into a radio job after he lost his hospital job, and then ran for Congress. Uh, so that's last week and this week. All right, kids. Uh, enjoy. We shall see you. On the podcast on the waves. On the podcast waves. Yeah. Every Thursday. Check it out. So go to any podcast, Spotify, Apple, any of it. They're on there. BS free, like bullshit free, MD. I think you kind of get where they're coming from and you'll find them. So Coppel, Texas, Joe, what, how did you find me from Texas? And I also wanted to know where Struthers, Ohio, Liz, how did you find um, little old Rick Dancer out here in uh, Montana from that location? Um, Brian, it's it's amazing where people come from. You know what I mean? You know, you and I both come from the broadcast TV radio background where before the days of streaming, where it was like you're, your geographic reach was overall pretty small in the grand scheme of things. Right. And now it's everywhere. I actually, you know, I run a weather page and it blows my mind how many times I'm forecasting for Oregon and somebody will message me and be like, I'm actually watching you from some other town that I've never heard of. Right. And, but they're like, I follow your page because I have a son or a daughter or family that lives in Portland or lives in Eugene or lives in Montana. And I like to know what's going on. And I, I always bl- blown away. Like just blows my wife. Yeah. So. The first, what I find really, I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to be on TikTok, and I'm probably not going to stay there very long, but on there, um, I'm amazed at people. One of the things I do enjoy about it is it's England, it's Korea. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, much more so than Facebook. Um, yeah. And Instagram is also a bigger platform, but it's like, you know, I think that's what's kept radio alive is because, you know, like any, your local radio station, I can still listen to Bill London on the radio in Eugene, Oregon, just through the streaming. And, And so you have a much bigger reach and TV stations, especially local. I think that's why they're dying is because they don't, they're stuck. This is our, I mean, they try to do, you know, the, the broadcast, but they're really not they can't get out past there. They're stuck in this old time capsule. Yep. That's what I used to think when I was leaving the business is like television. The problem with television is you're stuck in this old mode and you don't understand that this just blew up in your face and you need to be thinking about the world, not just local and yet locals, their attraction, but right. it's getting less and less and less. So it's, yeah. that's, that's the reason Brian and I are here. We don't work in that <laughs> industry anymore. It was dying. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of it when it comes down to is it's adapting also, Rick, because like, I'll give you an example. You're talking about reach, you know, and, and for the most part, most pl- places now stream. So I still will occasionally when there's big weather events, I will stream a newscast, a TV newscast from Oregon just to see if my forecast is checking out. Okay. First of all, <laughs> but yeah. also just to, you know, see, make sure that, but there's, so we have 11 radio stations here in Western Montana. And there is a guy that wrote us, our owner was just telling me about this. There is a guy that wrote us, I think it was from both Antarctic and the, and Finland. 
telling us he picked up our radio station and these two particular stations don't stream, but because it's an AM, he ran like a thousand foot wire out across the ice and picked us up That's and even sent us a recording. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You, you never know. So you can't make fun of Iceland because you could no. be in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm a, I don't make fun of anybody other than myself. Cause I usually do something or say something stupid on a regular basis. So hopefully. So, so Brian, I am, I'm, over, I'm broadcasting on live on Instagram as well. Uh-huh. So I'm seeing comments. They're not seeing you, but they can hear you. But uh-huh. this Joe, this guy named Joe's on there uh-huh. and he's out of Texas, I think. Uh-huh. And I, he said, you know, I said, so how did you find me? You know, blah, blah, blah. So he just writes back, of all things, I found you while researching hairstyles for men with gray hair. I've used your style and John at at 40 over fashion as guides. Since then, I jumped on and started following you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's all about the hair. Hey, by you. the way, I was going to ask you, Did uh, I came across on YouTube last night or the night before the story and i i don't know if you had posted it recently or if it just popped up but the story you did on i think it was bayside oregon oh yeah yeah i came across that and i'm and i i had seen it once before but it's been a long time and i went oh my gosh the atlantic city of the west coast yeah. they were trying to make it yeah there's so many so so many cool stories and what's really fun today i spent the whole day um there's a festival Gosh, I wish I had the list in front of me. Oh, as a matter of fact, I do. There's a, I, I talked to the Butte, Montana Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. and she's telling me all these things going on. So there is like, okay, so coming up in, there's Snowflinga, which is a Swedish for snow something. I can't remember but what it is. It's a festival on the 21st and 23rd of January that weekend. Um, in Butte, and it's all outside stuff, a 5K run, skiing, snowshoeing. So everybody comes and you just, they teach you different things, ways to enjoy the outdoors in Montana in the snow. Wow, that's really cool. And then in in February, there's in um, Onley, 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 just okay. north, the, north of Helena, but quite a bit north of Helena. Okay. That's, there's an, there's a, a dog sled race. So I'm trying to get up there to do some video. And this dog sled race is a it's a precursor to the to 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 make it to the Iditarod. But okay. Eight, so what's the name of the town again? It's O. I think it's O L N E Y. Oh, that's up by Eureka. Okay. Yeah. Only. Only. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we have a station up by there. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a cool little drive from when you go out of whitefish heading to eureka beautiful drive but uh can also get kind of hairy through there through the past there's a lot of it. <laughs> 850 teams of dog sleds really yeah so i'm gonna go do that and then i just set up a story here in townsend in the end of january they have an ice fishing derby the lions club puts on an ice fishing derby because mm-hmm. there's always like little tents out there on the lake oh, yeah. and so they're going to take Kathy and me on four wheelers and we're going to go out and ride on the lake, which just freaks the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Pack your and life jacket. <laughs> go out and, and, and then go talk to these people yeah. and get a story. And then we'll have them on later this month on the 24th. They'll come on and talk about this fishing derby, but there's so many cool things going on. And I think yeah. Oregonians will love it because it's just different. And, and, you know, and it's something that we don't experience out there. And 
So I, I'm pretty excited. It's like Kathy and I, we have to go on a trial run because they want to make sure that we know how to ride the quad and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Then, oh, that's and, cool. It, it, that's yeah, so I'm pretty excited. So, so weather's kind of boring right now, isn't it? From boring. Oregon, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's very cyclical, Rick. I've always said for years in wintertime, especially you go through a period where it's like really stormy and it seems like it's never going to end. Then it ends and you usually get a four to six week break between major events. Not always, but between major events. And of course, last week, uh, last week, was it? Yeah, it was last week. The big windstorm in Western Oregon. Just, I mean, about yeah. hundred over, well over a hundred thousand. It might've been, I mean, Valley wide, it might've been over a quarter million people without power at one point. I never saw the total, total number, but it was a large number of people out. And now we kind of gone calm. So I was actually at our chamber luncheon here in Polson today. And somebody said, what are you thinking? And I said, I think we're going to be relatively calm in Montana until we get closer to February. And then I think Mother Nature is going to unleash another uh, thing of winter on us. But between now and then, pretty calm. I did notice, actually, I was just kind of looking over some current conditions. It is rather breezy again this evening in the I-5 corridor. In fact, there is a wind advisory up for parts of the valley for gusts up to 50 but the difference with these wind gusts is they are literally coming out of the mostly out of the north of the east which that traditionally is a less damaging wind for the valley so that's the good news in fact i'm going to switch the camera around here rick and if you can see that make out that map i'm over corvallis down through eugene right now in springfield all those black numbers indicate the temperature the red numbers indicate the wind so there's some pretty good gusts going on up in the Cascade foothills right now, east of Albany, up into the Cascade foothills. Now you go up into Oregon, or excuse me, if you go up into Portland and Vancouver, and I don't know how fast my computer is going to advance this map, so bear with me. But Portland, Van Portland and Vancouver is really blowing out of the east right now. In fact, I saw a wind gust within the past hour uh, to about 41 miles per hour. So definitely on the blustery side out of the east. And of course, you add into it rain. And you've got a whole different, of course, the soil is already saturated and many, many homes uh, incurring some damage. Oh, and that rain coming in. Yes. And that's where I'm going next. So let me back this up here a little bit. I'm going to advance this map through the next 24 hours. Actually, this takes us into, uh, I'm going to advance this a little bit faster, hopefully, assuming my computer. I've got about a 30 different programs running right now on my computer. But uh, here we are today, of course, the rain, bands of rain rotating through. And uh, all these lines that are tightly packed, that indicates that blustery east wind. We kind of talked about that on one of our shows before. So the first round of rain working its way through. But what you'll notice as we go through the next several days is several bands of moderate to heavy rain pushing through, especially later Friday into Saturday. We are now currently, now this is tomorrow morning at about 4 a.m., nothing major going on, still blustery, still some scattered showers around. Here comes another band of moderate to heavy rain coming on shore tomorrow during the day, pushes on shore. That's now, we're into Thursday evening, now just shower mode. Back to showers. Now I'm going to push it all the way into Friday. Here comes the next band of rain for the I-5 corridor. And notice this whole time, Rick, we up here in Montana, pretty much none of these storms are getting to us. No, the jet, it's the jet sunny is kind of and, and beautiful. And yep. I, I was telling some friends from Oregon today, they're going, oh, it's been so wet. And I'm going, yeah. oh, well, we have like 45 degrees, which is warm now. Oh, yeah. 45 well, degrees and sunny. And oh, the sun rises and sunsets are just astounding. 
Oh, they are absolutely amazing. And I did notice, I'm just going to pause this map here. This is uh, Friday late into Saturday. Here comes another surge of moisture into Northern California. If you've been following the national news, which I know you have, because you just came from California, here's more snow up in the Sierra Nevada there. More rain for the Bay Area. Not that they need any more, but uh, certainly it's good news for the water situation. And I hate to use this pun, but when it rains, it pours because they are certainly seeing their fair share. But notice as I go into the weekend, we're now into Saturday morning. Here comes a Another band of moderate to heavy rain pushing up the I-5 corridor. It tapers off a little bit into early Sunday. And then here comes the next round. You kind of get the idea. That system Saturday into Sunday, it's going to clip the far northwestern part of the state here in Montana. But for the most part, just looking at scattered snow showers. Now, this one later Sunday into Monday actually stands the best chance of getting some wheels under it, I think, and actually getting us some possible snow across parts of the state, especially the west central part of the state into later Sunday into Monday. But you get the idea. It is going to be, a uh, as my good friend and colleague that I used to work with, said a sog fest for western oregon for the next several days so jackie ripley says it's east wind blowing in tillamook right now and then leah ayers brian is it true that if it thunders in the winter mm -hmm. within 10 days you'll have snow i have never heard that leah i have never heard that now there is such a thing leah as thunder snow which is a really cool phenomenon. In fact, I highly encourage you to go to YouTube and look up Thunder Snow because it's what happens is it does happen, actually. You get these really insane, like just really intense bands of snow that rotate through. And sometimes you get enough convection in the upper atmosphere as those are rotating through, you do get thunder snow. It's quite the thing. In fact, I think there's a video, one of my weather groups, somebody shared it of Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel live on the air and thunder snow came through and his reaction was priceless. That's I all I'll say. Thunder snow. Hey, yeah. Brian, uh, so stay safe and we'll check in with <laughs> you next week. Thank you, buddy. Hey, thanks, Rick. See you later. All right, again, Brian is out of Polson, Montana. Uh, used to be a weatherman in Portland, Oregon, so we bring him on. For you guys on Instagram, I'm sorry you don't get to see the maps and stuff. Someday, <laughs> StreamYard and Instagram will come to I don't understand. StreamYard, the program I use, you can do it. You can go live on Facebook, but you still can't go live on Instagram, which I don't understand. They're the same company, but who am I? I'm just like a little peon Rick. Um, so, again, our show is also sponsored by uh, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. If you're in Oregon, um, Matt is awesome and they have the hyperbaric treatment is wonderful. Also, if you need them, you, they can rent them to you. You can put them in your house. Um, did you crazy hear about the crazy attack in Portland? Pickering, Picker in Oregon? No, I did not. Um, so anyway, check out them and find out more about them. And here's Dr. Michael Bratlin and coming up right after him, Bill London with your news. Dancer. The midterm elections did not turn out the way many of us had hoped. So what can we do about it? Support local businesses that prioritize freedom of speech, tougher crime laws, and values that support a healthy community, not the same old song and dance that's gotten us nowhere. Even though my wife and I moved to Montana, we still come back to Eugene to see Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental. He says what he believes and puts his money where his values are by supporting those brave enough to push for change. And best of all, he and his team are just awesome. So if you've been thinking about changing dentists or you just don't have one, you need to go to Chris Dental. Call them today and they'll do their best to see you today. All right. So again, Dr. Michael Bratlin and guys on Instagram, I'm going to leave you on here. Um, maybe I can pull this out so you can actually see Bill, but you don't need to see Bill. <laughs> but I'm going to play his weather his, uh, newscast and you can listen 
and uh, and just uh, watch my face, I guess. <laughs> this one, I usually pick my nose, but I guess I'm not going to do that tonight. Here, Bill, come on in. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London. Happy New Year! I do the wake-up call 6 a.m. tonight on KPNW. We also stream that on the World Wide Web. Oh, look at us go on the interwebs. All right, so I don't know if you heard or not, but Oregon had this thing called Ballot Measure 114. It was this little thing, and not many people were paying attention to it. Yeah, all right. Anyway, an Oregon judge declined to lift his order that temporarily freezes part of that new gun control measure requiring a completed criminal background check before a gun can be sold or transferred. Now, we're going to get to that part in just a second. Harney County Judge Robert Rascio previously dealt a blow to gun control advocates when he put all other elements of that tough new law on hold, including a permit to purchase provision and a ban on magazines that hold over 10 rounds. Well, he heard oral arguments last week on a motion from the state of Oregon that asked him to allow the law's background check provision to take effect even while the constitutionality of Measure 114's other elements were decided by the courts. Under federal law, firearms dealers are allowed to sell guns without a completed background check if the check takes longer than three business days. Now, that would be a practice that Oregon's new law would end. All right, so two days ago, I happened to talk to a gun dealer and I said, so how many applications for guns are stacked up right now and waiting to be approved? Reply, 35,000. Average wait, 34 days. All right, so what we have found is that ratio paused, of course, if you recall, all parts of the Oregon gun control measure, and he issued a preliminary injunction against the restrictions on the sale of high-capacity magazines. That's what, of course, it's called under the new law, even though they're standard capacity. Also, he put a temporary restraining order on the requirement that a a permit be obtained to get a gun. Now, the state said that it would be ready to support a permit program in March. We're from the state. You can believe we're doing our job. In his opinion, Rascio said he would consider severing the background check provision of the law from the rest of the measure only if the permit to purchase element was ultimately found out to be unconstitutional. Now, he stressed that he had not made a final determination on the constitutionality of any of Measure 114's provisions. The lawsuit was filed in Harney County by the Gun Owners Foundation and a number of individual gun owners who sought to have the entire law placed on hold while its constitutionality is decided. Now, the state lawsuit specifically makes claims not under the U.S. Constitution, but the Oregon Constitution. And the fate of that law, of course, is being watched by anti-Second Amendment types all across the nation. So Governor Kate Brown announced today five appointments to fill judicial vacancies, and that will be effective as of this Sunday. Brown 
has filled 112 judicial appointments during her time as Oregon's governor, including eight different appointments to the Oregon State Supreme Court. That is way more in both cases than any other governor. The effect on Oregon's courts with a liberal stacking judgeships with like-minded jurists statewide will be expected to affect Oregonians for likely decades. Well, the new uh, paycheck or the next paycheck that Oregonians receive in this new year is going to be smaller. And that's because Oregon workers are being forced to make required contributions, whereas most people would call it a tax, but contributions sound so nice, like giving to a charity. And that is all going to the new Paid Leave Oregon program, which got off the ground on January 1st. Lawmakers passed the program in 2019, and it goes into effect in 2023. Oh, look at us in 2023. So almost all employees in the state are going to have part of their paycheck put forward toward funding this program. Now, you may be thinking, you know, okay, so I'm eligible for the program. I want to opt out of it, and I don't want to make these contributions. Sorry, you can't do that. The law says so. 20 different laws took effect on January 1st, and a couple of them that we want to focus on are mostly labor law changes. Now, one broadens the scope of who can be claimed as a dependent. Another requires employers to notify employees in writing when their disability benefits are going to end. And this is the one that I think a lot of employers at this point are chafing at, particularly those in manufacturing. The law would prohibit an employer from taking adverse employment action against employees in most manufacturing establishments who refuse to work mandatory overtime shifts unless the employer provides the employee with written notice at least five days in advance of the overtime shift, including the date and the time of the overtime shift. Now, most folks know, particularly in manufacturing, depending on the job, depending on the contract, well, these overtime hours may occur at the spur of the moment because you're trying to fill an order. And so doing it five days in advance, well, that's Oregon law. This is such a grisly story. A suspect is in custody after an attack on an elderly man on a platform, a MAX platform in Gresham. Police responded to the Cleveland station where witnesses reported an attack and a lot of blood. Well, officers responded and the attacker was still on top of the victim, a 78-year-old Hillsborough man. They were the ones that pulled him off of this guy. What were the passersby doing? God knows. Essentially, the suspect, Corn Kramer, had chewed off the victim's ear and part of his face. The injuries were so severe that responders could actually see the victim's skull. Again, what were these bystanders doing? Two men have been arrested and charged with vandalizing electrical substations in Washington state after attacks on Christmas Day that left thousands without power over the holidays. And why did they do it? 
oh, we've been hearing it's white supremacists and all of these survivalists and the like that are attacking our power grid. No, according to one of the suspects, they did it so they could break into a business and steal the cash register. U.S. authorities arrested Matthew Greenwood and Jeremy Crahan. They both are from Puyallup. They were arrested and appeared in district court in Tacoma yesterday. A newly unsealed complaint charged both of them with conspiracy to damage electric energy facilities and charged Greenwood with the possession of a short-barreled rifle. Now, cell phone location data and other evidence tied them to the attacks on the four substations in Pierce County. The attacks on Christmas Day left about 15,000 customers without power. Now, if you've been following along, officials have been warning that the U.S. power grid needs more security to prevent domestic terrorism after a large outage in North Carolina last month and how long it took to repair it. According to the complaint, Greenwood told investigators after they arrested him that, yeah, they knocked out the power so they could burglarize a business and walk off with their cash register. They figured this would be an easy way to disable the alarms. The business at this point hasn't been named in the complaint. They say that the transformers at the Tacoma power substations would have to be replaced. Estimated damage, $3 million dollars all because of two likely meth heads wanted to steal a cash register. According to the complaint, the pair hit the first three substations early Christmas morning and then hit the last one in Capsuin the, uh, later that evening. They used bolt cutters to get into the properties and manipulated switches to knock out the power. Their actions caused arcing and sparking and fires and did, well, $3 million worth of damage to steal a cash register. And the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of a former teacher in Vancouver, Washington, concluding that his wearing a hat supporting former President Donald Trump to school was protected under the First Amendment. Court documents show that science teacher Eric Dodge brought and wore the Make America Great Again baseball cap at an Evergreen Public Schools building twice before the 2019-2020 school year. The first occasion was to, gee, was he trying to trigger anybody? He wore it to a staff-only cultural sensitivity and racial bias training. Now, Y East Middle School principal Carolyn Garrett allegedly told him he needed to use better judgment. According to Dodge, he was actually verbally attacked by Garrett and other school employees after he brought the hat again and that the retaliation amounted to a violation of his First Amendment rights. And so it went in front of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals and they said that the district failed to show evidence of tangible disruption to school operations necessary to outweigh the teacher's First Amendment rights. So the country's freedom of expression does have some exemptions. According to Lewis and Clark First Amendment expert and Dean Emeritus Stephen Cantor, he says there's hate speech, there's threatening speech, but a MAGA hat falls far short of that. All right, there's a look at your news. Rick, roll out a New Year's wad of reel. All right, thanks, Bill. <clears throat> Sorry, Instagrammers, I gotta move you over here. This is a whole new ball game, trying to do two things at once. So anyway, um, it is uh, 
<clears throat> I'm just going to comment on this real fast. I'm trying to be less political, but when you hear stuff like this going on in Oregon, it just drives me crazy because, it, you know, when I get people I had and, and from here on out, when people are real hateful on my pages, I'm just I'm blocking them. Um, I'm not putting up with it anymore. My life is too short and I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Um, but here's the deal. It's like um, we need to be speaking out about this stuff. Um, you, you know, you've got a governor who's who's leaving and on her way out, she's going to do everything she can to get a one ideology state intact. So that's her legacy to leave to Oregon. Well, what about all the people that aren't in that ideology who believe differently? Um, <clears throat> what happens to their voice? And if you believe, if you agree with Governor Brown and you, you think that she's right, I, 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 I get that. I'm okay with that. If you're okay with her silencing everyone else because you're so fucking right that everybody else is wrong, then I don't have, I do have a problem with that because where's that other voice? Where are those other people? Where's their representation? You don't care. So you, you don't care if people are bullied and silenced because you think you're right. Remember when we thought that about COVID and the vaccine, and now we're seeing evidence that it wasn't, that it wasn't something that, that we had to have, that it wasn't protecting people. People that have it are still getting it. Um, what are we doing? I don't understand that, that some of my friends who can actually literally think that we should be silenced because we disagree with that, um, with the evidence and things that are coming out. And yes, it's not conclusive, but we should have been asking these questions all along. And we didn't because we were so afraid of the virus and we let the government and people scare us into submission. And now we're paying the price for it. And, and I'll tell you what you want to, here's the bottom line. And I, I don't hate Oregon. So those of you who write on my page, you hate Oregon, fuck you. Cause I don't. And that's just you. That's your anger. And you got childhood issues or something you need to deal with. That has nothing to do with me. I love Oregon, but here's what I hate. I hate when people won't let other people speak when they will, when they silence them like that. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's not like that everywhere because here in Montana, it is not like that. And I know you don't like me to compare, but you know what? There is no comparison because it's 100% different. I am free here. I can say what I want. I can do what I want. Yes, there's always consequences, but everything isn't looked at as hate speech. Everything isn't looked at like you're a Trump supporter if you didn't, if you don't like this or that, or you're, you're you know, we don't name call here. People don't call you names because you disagree with them. I mean, Oregon, you're like a juvenile delinquent that just can't grow up and you need to get, you need to grow a pair and do something. And, and, and that's not speaking, that's speaking to the, the far liberal faction that is trying to ruin the state and believes that they're saving the rest of us. Um, because you know what, you're not saving anything. You're destroying um, the other voices, the more conservative people or the middle of the road people or the libertarians. Um, you're not letting them speak. They're all trying to, to talk and say something and you're trying to silence them because you don't agree with them. And, and you think you're so right. I was listening to a podcast today and they said, you know, it was Jordan Peterson. When you, you, you can be right and still be wrong. Um, and it comes to, 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 to help you out. Um, you got Kate Brown screwed Oregon. You got it. Kate Brown. It's only getting worse in Oregon too. I can imagine. Um, well, here's the good news. Have hope. 
because you guys got to stand up. Well, I said, Oregon, you, you've got to stand, continue to stand for what you believe in. And for those of you who don't, um, you know, if any of you are left on here, um, who, who just, I, I am just so tired of it. Like I said, I try not to be political, but see, to me, this isn't political. This is facts. This is you are silencing people. And I don't care if you're left or right. If you're right and you're silencing people, I don't like that either. But right now it's the left that's silencing people. And you need to knock it off and start working together with people because you just may be wrong. I mean, you weren't 100% right about COVID, were you? And it keeps coming out more and more of it, but you won't admit it either. Um, it's unbelievable. And, and, and Oregon is not the only place, but... This is where I have a connection to because of you guys, um, you know, and, um, and the tide is turning and um, it's going to take Oregon a long time to, to swing this and get back, which is why I left. I'm 63 years old. I don't have time for this shit. Um, you know, I want to be free and I want to live somewhere where I can do what I need to do. And I found it. Um, but I still love my state of Oregon. And I'll fight for it. And if people that the people that come on here and say, you don't even live here anymore, why don't you shut up? No, you shut up. Because you know what? It's still my state. And you can't tell me that I can't fight for something. And you can't you can't silence me. Um, you can try. You can turn me off and you can do all kinds of nasty things, which you do. And I see it and I hear it. And sometimes it hurts, but most of the time I'm getting better. You're teaching me a good lesson. Um, those of you who are are um snarly and um without kindness and see and people think well you're not being kind this is kind i think i'm being very kind <laughs> you know what i mean you're destroying my state and i'm not throttling <laughs> and i get to put up with all the stuff from facebook and the social media people um you know what and and bring it on here we go so anyway um i shouldn't probably do that but bill got me riled I'm going to air just that newscast for people because they need to see that. And the problem, part of the problem is the media doesn't cover anything and they don't tell you those things like Bill tells you. That's why we have him here because Bill brings a whole new um, wisdom to the bank and something else for you to think about. So if you're just listening to KEZI and KMTR and KVAL and CNN and MSNBC, uh, they're just feeding you exactly what you need. And you'll be just fine because you'll continue to believe and whatever look outside the box. Start listening to Bill London and some other folks like us, and you may actually be there. Be honest is, is not kind, unkind. It's the truth. Monica, I totally agree. But you should see the comments I get from people. I have places that won't even let me do stories on them. Um, in Eugene Springfield, um, free stories because they don't want to be politically tied with me. I'm not politically tied to anything. These are my opinions. I'm not a, I don't like what Mitch McConnell is doing with the Republicans. What a bunch of, what a bunch of crap. That whole party is fucked up. I mean, seriously. And so I got no allegiance to anything except the truth because the truth sets you free. And um, so they can call me what they want. They can try to make me out to be some right wing Trumper. And I'm far from that. Uh, but, you know, to them, Anybody who doesn't agree with them, that's what they are. So all the rest of us have to do is just ignore them and give them no space. All right, I got to go. Um, tomorrow night, we have a veterans biking group on. Uh, and we talk about the wonderful people that, that uh, serve our country 
And I think it's going to be really, uh, really, really good. And I think you're going to love this. So thanks for being here. Share this on your page. And I will see you tomorrow night, 5 o'clock Oregon time, 6 o'clock Montana time. And we got some fun stuff.